in terms of design. You're not going to try to fool anybody by wearing them. And they only do 30 seconds of video. So I think they have a much more focused aim, which is what Google Glass could have used. They're pretty cheap at 130 bucks, and, and frankly, they almost have to work better than Google Glass. Well, but, but wait, because isn't, isn't what Snapchat is doing here, the thing that Google tried to do, which is make our lives something that will now be lived in front of a camera, if that makes any sense, right? It's, it's a lifestyle-changing kind of thing. It absolutely is. And, and I think that is the part that people are going to have to get comfortable with or not. They, and yeah. they may not. Google, really, Google Glass really made people feel invaded. It came yeah. into their world and somebody was wearing glasses and you didn't know if they were reading tweets, taking your picture, or looking at porn while you were in <laughs> conversation with them. Ew. It's probably happened. There are That's less of an issue with these spectacles because all people are doing is taking a 30-second video of the things in front of them. There may still be those sort of privacy concerns, but I think you could argue that as a society, we have become those people. We're recording everything all the time huh. and there's no reason to assume we've just assumed that that had to happen on a phone because that was the most common mobile device with a camera in it but it doesn't so once again are you gonna wear them or not i'm gonna get some i think they're pretty funny all right <laughs> molly wood she's our senior tech correspondent thanks molly my pleasure kai Molly had a great discussion with David Brancaccio on the morning report this morning, by the way, that I want to tell you about. It was about the guy who invented Oculus, the virtual reality headset that he then sold to Facebook for $2 billion. Palmer Lucky is his name. Internet trolling is his new thing and not in a good way. Molly had some really interesting thoughts. It's at the Heard on Air link on our website. Check it out. The thoughts on Wall Street today did not lend themselves to the happy music. We will have the details when we do the numbers. The centerpiece of President Obama's climate change plan is going to be on the docket in a courtroom in Washington, D.C. tomorrow in what one of the lawyers calls an environmental case for the ages. In the American economy, one industry spits out the most greenhouse gases, electricity, power generation. The Obama administration's blueprint for greening those power plants, basically get them, getting them to burn less coal, is called the Clean Power plan. And that is what all the lawyering is going to be about tomorrow. So from the sustainability desk, Marketplace's Scott Tong is on it. The coal industry and more than two dozen states are challenging the rule. It gives every state an emissions target. And the overall goal is to cut U.S. greenhouse gas output by one third. Now, here's a key legal question for tomorrow. Can the EPA regulate beyond an actual power plant and try to green up the broader power grid? It's an untested question, says UCLA law professor Kara Horowitz. This section of the Clean Air Act, which is Section 111, has not been relied on very often. So the court will be wading into statutory questions that really haven't been answered before, and that's partly why it's such an exciting case. A case before a federal appeals court. But it probably won't end there, as the Supreme Court has already nosed its way in. Attorney Tom Lorenzen will argue for electric companies against the EPA. He says the Supreme Court has halted this rule, even though it was being argued in a lower court. It was something that the Supreme Court had never done before. So I think that indicates the court is very interested in this case and is quite likely to take it up eventually. Now, outside the courthouse, the energy markets are changing fast. 
coal is being nudged out by cleaner gas, and wind and solar energy can now compete against both. So the market could do the EPA's job, says analyst John Larson at the Rhodium Group. He sees the clean power plan as a backup. It's kind of an insurance policy. I think what you're really doing is reinforcing the direction that the market's already taking us. At least for now. Energy prices can be as unpredictable as courts of law. In Washington, I'm Scott Tong for Marketplace. Men who get prostate cancer have traditionally had three options, surgery, radiation, or basically wait and see. A report out earlier this month shows there's no real difference between the three when it comes to death rates, which...